of Bait for Revenge. Betrayed and left for dead by Count Dooku, Asajj Ventress has begun a deadly game with her former master, launching a secret assassination attempt against him with the help of her kin, the mysterious Night Sisters. Deceived into believing the Jedi are behind the recent attack, Dooku has traveled across the galaxy to enlist the Night Sisters in his quest for vengeance. Once again, Bucketheads, Mevar Tigar, welcome to the 115th monster-making episode of MandoVision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. The best way to reach out to us is always on social media. We're at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Please email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. If possible, so inclined, remember five-star reviews are insanely helpful for for small shows like us, help us stand out, not get lost in the shuffle, and defeat the tyranny of the algorithm, which is like the goal in life. We're, we're rolling into 2022, and the plan is to take the algorithm down. Um, I mean, we've been doing this plan for a while now, but still, we, 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 we uh, rededicate ourselves, we recommit to the uh, objective at the beginning of the year, for sure. So how is everyone doing? Uh, it, uh, here is, it, I mean, for many of us, it is, it is the week leading up to Christmas, uh, maybe you're busy, maybe you're occupied, maybe you got a lot of family things going on. Uh, and if you do, I, I hope uh, I hope all is going well. I hope you're uh, uh, be staying patient and not getting too frustrated with whatever may be happening that you're not happy with. Because I, I know how I am. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, family comes into your home and uh, um, kind of invade your space a little bit. And I get a little touchy about that. And, uh, you know, you got to remember to be patient. At least that's what I have to tell myself. Be patient. Be cool. Deep breath. Deep breath. They'll be gone soon. They'll be gone soon. And then you can reconsecrate the rooms into your sanctuary after they've left. And <laughs> we have we have family rolling into town here, uh, but they won't be here for another couple days. So the plan for the podcast is to get... Uh, I will get this week's shows recorded ASAP. And then hopefully I will also get next week's shows recorded before family gets into town. Uh, just to make sure there's no hiccups and to make sure we get out the two shows for this week and the two shows for next week uh, leading up to possibly the third show for next week. Well, not even not even, not even, even possibly the third show for next week. Like, there's definitely going to be three shows next week. I was thinking about, like, maybe, may, you know, maybe just do one Clone Wars. No, no, no. I think there's an opportunity to get, to get two more Clone Wars in and 
and cover the the debut of the book of Boba Fett as well. So there may be three. There's very likely. <laughs> I, I, I want to give myself a little bit of wiggle room just in case. But yeah, probably three shows next week. So something to look forward to as we roll into New Year's. So yeah, well, well you'll have me to keep you company on New Year's Eve. Um, and we can drink the fizzy stuff together. It'll be just so much fun. It's going to be really, really exciting. So and, and if, you, uh, if you're noticing, maybe, maybe you can hear in the background still, uh, we have not quite settled um, a, a new uh, permanent recording st- uh, station, if you will. Uh, for the show just yet, I am still in the living room, uh, which does afford me the opportunity to uh, the gaze upon the Christmas decor of my home, of which there is much. And then uh, as, as, as we record, I'm looking at my Christmas tree, and the side that I'm facing just so happens to have, and this is, this is purely by, by uh, well, I was going to say by coincidence, but the, the sheer volume of Star Wars-themed Christmas ornaments that I have uh, sort of dictates that there's going to be good representation on all sides of the tree. So no matter, no matter what side I'm facing, there will be Christmas ornaments for me to gaze upon. Uh, right now, from my vantage point, I can see uh, Lego... Boba Fett ornament. I can see Boba Fett's helmet ornament. I can see Baby Gro- uh, Baby Grogu in, in his little uh, pram. I can see that one. Uh, I can see Han on a Tauntaun. That one's electric. I think that one that one uh, talks, if I remember correctly. And what else? Do I see another Star Wars one on this side of the tree or not? Uh, I think I might see Han Solo just peeking out over one of the branches of the tree. So exciting stuff. And I know on the other side... Uh, definitely have the Millennium Falcon. I believe Kylo Ren is also on the tree. And uh, the, the new Book of Boba Fett ornament, I have that as well on the tree. Uh, but that's a heavy-duty ornament. That one's got some, some heft to it. Uh, so it's kind of pulling some branches down. So we had to put that one down towards the bottom um, <laughs> in an effort to discourage the dogs from drinking the tree water. So, yeah, I get to gaze upon the, 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 the Christmas tree, which is exciting because I – hey – I like having a Christmas tree in the house. What can, I, what can I say? What can I say? All right. So let, let's talk about what we're, we're actually here to talk about today. Um, you, you know, I'll give you an update on, on the recording studio situation once that gets sort of settled. I'll keep you all posted. Don't worry. But we are here for Season 3, Episode 13, Monster. And this is a big debut episode. We, 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 we begin, uh, we bring in the Zabrex. We, we bring in Savage Press. And, and we, we really begin to, to, to just kick things up another notch. And, and you know, we marked that we, we used last week's episode, uh, the first part of, the, of this, this Asajj Ventures trilogy of the Death Mirror of the Night Sister trilogy, to, to sort of uh, mark the occasion, mark this, this turning point, this ratcheting up of the tension of the action with, with Star Wars The Clone Wars. And this is just another extension of it. I'm not even going to pull my punches. This is episode, just like last week's, is great. It's a great middle section. It's a great origin story for Savage Press. Uh, it's it's fascinating to to see so many elements of the, the Night Sisters and, and Count Dooku, the, the the plans against Count Dooku and Count Dooku's plans for himself against others. We'll talk about that. So yeah, I, I'm just a big fan of this the this 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 trilogy of episodes. Anyway, so don't yeah, don't don't get it twisted. This this re- this review will not be a. Um, I will not be swimming up up against the current on this one, okay? Like, no, no, no. This is a great episode of the show, and and we're going to talk about all the reasons why. Let's go ahead and let's do, let's go do our plot for this week. All right? Count Dooku accept, accepts Mother Talzin's offer to present him with a warrior from the same tribe as Darth Maul. However, Talzin and his adventurers pick and train the warrior and use Night Sister magic to bend him to their will. 
Yes, they do. They certainly do. This week's episode is directed by Kyle Dunleavy, written once again by Katie Lucas, who is on fire in this trilogy. So, 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 so good. Uh, our voice cast, Nika Futterman, once again, like, takes over the role. As, takes, takes center stage, I should say, uh, as a size Ventress. Corey Burton is Count Dooku and uh, a couple other characters. Barbara Goodson is Mother Talzin. Clancy Brown, the great Clancy Brown, is Savage Press. D. Bradley Baker, Clone Troopers, Farrell, and Knox. Stephen Stanton is Brother Viscous. And Tom Kane is our narrator. And this is one of the rare episodes where we just bask in the glory of the bad guys. We get to spend a lot of time. I mean, there, there's no good guys to be seen. None of our central characters, I should say. There are Jedi in this episode, but uh, they're almost like the equivalent of the Star Trek red shirts. They exist in this episode for Savage oppressed to brutalize them. <laughs> they, they are uh, the most disposable Jedis we have seen thus far in, in the show. So uh, that's exciting, right? Always fun to see uh, the bad guys uh, step up and, and, and make themselves, you know, it, a good bad guy is only as good as the good guy, right? So you need your bad guys to be a physical threat. And, and Savage Opress is that. And then after he, especially after he gets his uh, night sister version of, uh, of growth hormone injected into him via, via magic potions and spells and such. But a you know, really great episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait to talk to you more about it on the other side. You know what we got to do first, though? Well, you know what we got to do first. It's time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. You have heard of the Sith warrior, Darth Maul, have you not? Yes. He was slain on Naboo at the hand of Obi-Wan Kenobi. A few still remain in his bloodline. The men dwell on the far side of Dathomir. What if I could provide another of his kind? A warrior of the same caliber? Yes, but I warn you, men are easy to acquire, hard to control. So back to Dathomir we go. Count Dooku on his arrival to the planet to meet up with Mother Talzin to hear her offer of a new assassin. And this time we're going, they're going to set Dooku up with a member of the same bloodline as Darth Maul. So that means we're going to meet some Dathomirian Zabrex. And we should probably talk a little bit about the Zabrex because uh, we, we've seen quite a few Zabrex over the course of not only the show, but in the prequel films. Um, obviously, Darth Maul being the biggest one that we know. But visually, there, there's two sort of, there's, there's sort of a subset of, of Zab, the Zabrex. There's the Dathomirian ones like Darth Maul that we uh, know and we're going to see a bunch more of in this episode. Uh, and then there's ones like. Uh, remember the mercenary episode uh, last season in the Clone Wars where he met Shugi, and uh, she is more of an Iridonian Zabrik, so a different set of, of, of skin colors, right? Um, the Night Sisters, many of the Night Sisters are the Dathomirian Zabriks, and the, the females of the Dathomirian Zabriks do not have the crown of horns uh, like the Iridonian females would. Uh, the males on both sides, Iridonian and uh, Dathomiri, uh, do have the horns, though apparently, uh, supposedly it's more pronounced for the Dathomir Zabrix. Uh, also, the uh, tattooing, the visual look of Darth Maul, very distinct to the Dathomiri Zabrix. So keep that in mind. And uh, 
yeah, just you know, more things to kind of be aware of. It's an interesting little subset, and a lot of uh, a lot of things, a lot of um, a lot of the 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 canon and the continuity has, has sort of uh, evolved on the fly with with, with as, as as far as it goes for Dathomir's um, excuse me for Dathomir and uh, the Zabriks that are specific to that planet. Uh, it's very it's it's all fairly new stuff by by and large. Uh, because a lot of it was, was uh, sort of developed and put in place during the Clone Wars, and then they would have to kind of go back and tweak some of the uh, the initial stuff that that was kind of out there about Darth Maul. Uh, so so they have they've sort of uh, again I'll, I'll just say tweaked uh, some of Maul's origins and, and history a little bit more to to work with what they're doing in the Clone Wars and what we will see in later episodes of Star Wars: The Clone Wars. So some some interesting interesting stuff. So yes, do rem- do keep in mind because I don't think we talked about it last week. But yes, the the Night Sisters, the majority of the Night Sisters are are Zabrik, the female Zabriks, and they do not have the horns. And I guess then I say the majority, and that that is a Clone Wars thing too, because in in the initial iteration of Dathomir and the Night Sisters from the Dave Wolverton novel, The Courtship of Princess Leia, uh, the Night Sisters were very very different visually. Um, but again, it's evolved over time, and I, I love the look of them now. The Night Sisters very distinct. Uh, Dathomir has a has a wonderful visual flair to it as well, which uh, I think really plays nicely in the in, in these three episodes, uh, particularly in this one when when Asajj Ventress is is, is testing the Zabriks when when she's sort of trying to trying to find who will be their pawn, their their assassin to send to Dooku, who when the time is right will strike for the Night Sisters against Count Dooku. Uh, so you, you'll get to see like that color palette in this episode. Uh, a lot of stuff with like the Dathomir sky works out really, really nicely in, in the background of, of some of those testing ground scenes. It's, it's really, again, a nice, nice visual flair. Um, and and yeah, I, I like how this episode opens. I like how this episode uh, spends a good chunk of time, uh, sort of alluding to past events, alluding to Mother Talzin's history, Mother Talzin's history with Count Dooku, Count Dooku, uh, in in his role. Uh, with them, uh, the the insinuation of a past relationship, the insinuation uh, that Dooku has helped them in the past, has helped the Night Sisters. It's it's stuff that's is, is explored in uh, I think it's in some comic books, uh, particularly the Darth Maul Son of Dathomir comic, uh, where where a lot of this is sort of uh, uh, more more fully developed and, and discussed. And we'll get into Darth Maul stuff later, especially his relationship with Mother Talzin. Uh, but I, I sort of I always like that. It's one of my favorite elements about Star Wars is that it's a very lived-in universe. It's very uh, real in that sense. Like we don't have to spend a lot of time going back over history. We just have to know, like, oh, there's history here. That's cool. You know, like these people had had lives. And it's it is funny to think that as much as we know about Dooku, there's still so so much that we don't know about Count Dooku. I talked last week about how much I enjoyed Kevin Scott's audio drama that he wrote uh, for Dooku: The Jedi Lost. Um, and again, the. The nice thing that Kevin does there is he hits on some 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 big moments in Dooku's evolution from from Padawan learner with the Jedi to uh, the guy who becomes the Count of of Serano, uh, Serrano. Sorry, excuse me, I said Serrano like Serrano de Bergerac. That is not correct. Of Serrano, the planet, and and what Kevin does as well though is he leaves lots of room uh, to wiggle and and to put in more stories to go back and explore more of his history more. Of, Sort of moments in his development, and and uh, you know, and what comes after he leaves the Jedi Order. So there's a, there's a lot to, a lot of room to get in there. So I love the fact that we start talking about this episode, or we, you know, again, the first discussions in this episode are to things that we have no no reference to, no frame of reference. We're like, I don't know what that's about. I want to know more about that though. That's interesting to me. 
So I, I do like that. Um, what else happens in the beginning here? Oh, uh, Mother Talzin whips up a drink, uh, Black Root, and you sort of have to wonder if that is an, a, a reference to uh, to Willow, because that is that is the, the uh, Black Root is something that uh, uh, Mad Mardigan feeds the baby Alora Dannon in in in, uh, in that fairly early in the Willow. I guess maybe towards more towards the middle. It's kind of like right after Willow and Mad Mardigan make their first escape together. Um, <laughs> if you want to go back down the Willow rabbit hole, we could do that. Uh, so I, want, I, I wondered about that. Uh, it's funny. I, I wasn't even sure if I wanted to talk about that too much because, again, I have, real, no, I have no real evidence that that is exactly what that reference is. Uh, and just like last week, uh, on last week's Night Sisters episode, like there's, there's several things in that episode that I was like, oh, I wonder if that's an illusion uh, or, or like just an outright reference to, to Dune, uh, you know, particularly with the way that Mother Towson was speaking. You know, is, is, is that sort of reflective of the Bene Gesserit? Uh, you know, they have the whole uh, water of life scene in that episode. Again, another, possibly another reference to Dune. Um, and I only bring them up now because I didn't talk about them initially because I just, I don't have any evidence of, of it. I can't, I, I've been able, I have not uncovered like a conversation where like, yes, that is definitely a Dune reference or yes, that is definitely a Willow reference. It could just be coincidence, but I've, I, I put more stock in the Willow references because it's Lucasfilm and, and they tend to, you know, with the Lucasfilm stuff, you tend to get more Easter eggs for Lucasfilm stuff. So something that maybe, maybe you caught, maybe you didn't, and, and there it is. Something to think about. Food, food for thought, if you will. Now for the tests. There will be three of them. Whoever survives will be my champion and go on to serve me. Understood? Yes, yes sister. sister. Excellent. Let the games begin. Oh, and one more point, uh, just 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 in case I haven't said it, the the the, the male Zabriks on on Dathomir are are indeed called Knight Brothers. So, you you probably know that. I just want to make sure I've I have said it so that it is on the record. It is on the permanent record. Uh, so yes, at after the meeting, Count Dooku takes off. He agrees to take a new a new assassin on. He it's critical. He believes that the Jedi are the ones who are behind the assassination attempt. From last week's episode, the Night Sisters episode, where in fact it was Asajj and two Night Sisters against Dooku, but they were invisible, so he couldn't tell. And he believes the Jedi were out to get him. So the, the having an assassin and bodyguard is pivotal, pivotal to Dooku moving forward. So he agrees to Talzin's, um, I don't know, offer of, of a, a member of the Darth Maul bloodline uh, becoming his new assassin. So now it is off. Asajj Ventures is off to the far side of the planet where the males, the Knight Brothers, reside. Uh, and they will begin a series of trials to find a champion. And that champion will be the one brought back to the Knight Sisters and, and uh, prepared to be their, their secret agent against Count Dooku. The trials sequence is just very, very fantastic. Um, I don't want you know. I don't want to get into the, too many of the specifics here, but it, it's it's action packed. It's dynamic. It's very visually exciting and, and satisfying. But what is what is the underlying uh, sort of importance of the of the of of these of the sequence is, you know, as Asajj is rolling into the town where the where the Knight Brothers live, uh, we we get our first meeting with Savage Opress, and he is reluctant. To want to want to serve with the Night Sisters, he, I think he views uh, the Night Sisters as, as sort of treating the Night Brothers as completely disposable. Uh, 
and and so he wants to kind of stay steer clear, keep a low profile, fly under the radar, uh, and very much wants this for his brother as well. And both of them are selected, which means uh, that we get to see uh, Savage Press in a very different role than maybe what we thought we were going to get. Uh, if if you go back in time, if you can remember. Uh, back to when this season was airing, I mean, Savage Press was, was was sort of hyped up as the big bad for the season. We were going to get to meet this new villain, uh, you know, visually striking, visually similar to Darth Maul, and we were waiting to see uh, what we would get with with this character and how this was going to work out. I think our first introduction to Savage in this episode is is very different than 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 what people had had in mind uh, from the visuals that we saw, the promotional materials that we saw. Uh, we meet a, a, a character who is very much just out trying to protect his brother. You know, yes, he's selected uh, to, to be part of these trials, be part of the, of, of the Night Sisters games here. Uh, but for Opress, it's, for Savage, it's all about protecting his brother, making sure his brother's not the one that gets selected. And you could argue that what happens at the end is sort of telegraphed a little bit because, because of his protectiveness over his brother. Um, but it doesn't under it doesn't it doesn't uh, diminish the emotional impact that it has, and and I think you all know exactly what I'm referring to. So I mean, let's just let's just kind of get to it because, like I said, I mean the trials are are fun. It's action packed. It's uh, fast paced. It's it's we get to see Savage's skills, but more importantly, it, it, it not not just for Savage, but with Asa with Asage Ventress, uh, getting to see her combat skills. Minus a lightsaber, how good she is as as sort of like like a hunter, uh, like as she stalks his prey and she beats the holy crap out of all these these male zabriks, these night brothers. Um, it's really really impressive stuff with, with Ventress as that character uh, continues to develop really really nicely in in this back half of season three. So much good stuff with this character, um, and and uh, Nika Futterman just fantastic in the, in the voice world. Uh, so eventually it comes down to Savage. And, and his brother, and, and Savage does everything in his power to make sure that he's the one selected, that his brother will get to go back and live his life that he wants to live back in the village without having to be a pawn of the Night Sisters, which I think Opress knows, Savage knows exactly uh, what his end game, what his end fate will be by serving the Night Sisters. Uh, he will die somewhere. He will serve some horrible purpose for them and be thrown away. And it's, uh, it's, it's sort of an interesting tell. Uh, you know, Savage really just wants to, to live his life. I, you know, you don't, we don't get a taste of what that life is necessarily. Uh, but obviously being treated as, as, as a disposable component by the Night Sisters isn't something that interests him very much at all. So really, really strong stuff. And I think it's a really nice introduction to this character who is about to become the, the titular monster of this episode. Uh, and, and, a lot has to ha a lot's going to happen with Savage. Obviously, a lot of us know this, uh, but what what the process of the Night Sisters put him through to turn him into like this ultimate assassin is um, it's pretty hardcore, and it changes him uh, quite a bit. Obviously, because uh, it, to prove his loyalty to the Night Sisters again, the, the, maybe this was a little bit telegraphed, but may, but again, it doesn't diminish the importance of it. They make uh, Asa Asajj Ventress in particular makes him kill his brother to prove his loyalty to the Night Sisters, his obedience to the Night Sisters. And so so all all that effort to save his brother was for naught. 
And uh, it's, it sort of puts a, a tragic spin on Savage Press in a way that I don't think a lot of people were expecting uh, based off of what we were kind of being fed uh, with you know, the fans knowing that Savage was coming, that he was going to be this big, powerful force, a force for the Jedi to reckon with. And, and uh, again, you sort of give him this, this tragic origin, and it wasn't what we were expecting, you know. Um, I think it surprised a lot of people, and it, it was a reminder to me. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I, I had sort of forgotten that Savage had uh, these, this more, these more humble uh, roots, these more humble origins uh, before the, the, the power of the Sisters transformed him into the monster you know using their force powers their their uh, manipulation of, of spells and potions again that's very central to dathomir they have to, that's why most most dathomir do not go off planet because to access the the powers that they access they have to be on dathomir uh which is again a combination of of the force and, and various uh the, the dark energies of dathomir um, so yeah, very, very forcey stuff. And I, I, I dig it. But, uh, if you want clarity, you're, you're going, you're, you're not going to find a lot of clarity. A lot of the information when you want to read about uh, Dathomir and the Night Sisters, a lot of the inter- uh, information is a little contradictory because I, I did go back to try to, to, to refresh myself and I was like, Hmm. Okay. Well, I remember this one thing saying this, and then this thing says this, and then this thing says this, and it's you kind of make, make this, um, hodgepodge of, of, of an answer. And uh, it's very interesting, but it's also very Star Wars when you do that. So uh, it, it is what it is. But, yeah, that really underscores uh, that Savage Press had a much more tragic beginning than I think I remembered. And maybe, maybe uh, you, you all as fans maybe had forgotten, too, that, uh, oh, yeah, he was just trying to watch out for his brother. And then they made him kill his brother. <laughs> and it's just, that's, that's really sad. Really sad. So after getting juiced up by Night Sister Magics, uh, a, a now... Uh, just beastly <laughs> Savage Press, uh, just a hulking mass of power and anger and hate uh, is given to Count Dooku, and Dooku quickly sends him on a mission to test him out, to retake a temple, and in the process kill some Jedi. And uh, not only does, does Opress make a, a just a dynamic entrance, a debut, if you will, um, by... I, not just not just only attacking the Republic forces too. But I love the way he like just kind of like trashes the the, the droid army in the process because they're in his way. Uh, so that maybe gave me a good chuckle. But he he works his way through the clones quickly, and then again a great piece of combat against the the Jedi and and the Jedi's Padawan as he dispatches them uh, with uh, with relative ease by uh, by all, all the uh, by all measures. Uh, but a good scene, a good sequence, and again the the speed with which the fighting is being done in these these more recent episodes. I think really lends something to the uh, intensity of the fight scenes, and it's really, really great. So Savage has made an impressive debut, and uh, Darth Tyrannus has noticed. And uh, now now Darth Tyrannus is starting to make some plans of his own, and let's check in and kind of hear how that's shaken out. You have done well, Savage. I'll have much use for you. Thank you, my lord. I foresee we will do great things together. I shall teach you the ways of the dark side. Soon your powers will rival that of the great Sith Lord Darth Maul. We will be even more powerful than Lord Sidious. We shall rule the galaxy together, my apprentice. I am your servant, 
master. And there you go. That is the end of the episode as well. Uh, as as Dooku, I, th- I think for the first time, very overtly announces his intentions to to ultimately usurp Darth Sidious uh, and, and gain control of the galaxy that way. And I think that's an interesting uh, notion because I'm very curious, has has Dooku always harbored these thoughts, these, these plans to upend, to upseat, to unseat Darth Sidious himself at some point? Um, or is this a new development because Duke is pushing back because he didn't like being questioned. He didn't like having his loyalty questioned. He didn't like having to dispose of Asajj Ventress. And, and Sidious forced his hand into doing that. And so is he, uh, is, is he pushing back against Sidious? Is he now plotting against Sidious because of that? So I'm very, very curious. But he has no, uh, no notion, at least as far as we can tell thus far, he has no, uh, no, no inkling that, that Asajj Ventress is alive and that the Night Sisters are, are conspiring against him, and that, uh, uh, that Savage Opress is a plant, and will ultimately turn on Dooku and do their bidding for them, and end Count Dooku's life. So, a, again, a great middle chapter in this, this Night Sisters trilogy. It's a really great one, and I, I nine buckets, easy. I, I really am a big fan of, of Savage Opress. Uh, Clancy Brown is, is a phenomenal voice talent, and uh, he kind of he he kind of gets to channel his inner Kurgan once again with the oppressed character. So I, I'm always a fan of that. And if you have not seen Highlander recently, uh, Clancy Brown is an absolute delight in that movie. Uh, so by all means, revisit Highlander. Uh, as, as Ricky Bobby said, it's the greatest movie of all time, uh, and won the Academy Award for it being the greatest movie of all, of all time. So <laughs> love having Clancy Brown in the mix as as uh, Savage Opress. And we, we're gonna get to, we're gonna get a ton more with him coming up. Again, this the this back half of season three is just so dang good, uh, we, and I can't wait to to get to the next episode with you guys. And it's gonna be very very soon. Uh, as I think I said at the top of the show, we're gonna have a little bit of a different schedule the next two weeks. Uh, Tuesday Thursdays will be our 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 days for this week and probably for next week. Uh, if that that may hold going into January, that may change back to Monday Fridays. I'm not 100% sure just yet, but at least for the next two weeks, Tuesday, Thursday will be our target dates uh, with the exception with the exception of December 29th because the, the plan is that later that evening on the 29th, you know, Book of Boba Fett drops at midnight. Later that day, somebody, by that evening, I will have uh, my, my thoughts gathered. I will have the early reviews out. At least that is the plan. Uh, it is possible my, my work schedule will change in the next week or two, and that might that might dictate some changes. Uh, that would, that the show would come out early Thursday, but we'll see. the The plan is Wednesday nights. You know, we'll all have had a chance to watch Boba Fett, and then I'll get the podcast recorded and ready to go Wednesday evenings. Okay, so stay tuned. Tuesday, Thursday this week. Tuesday, Thursday next week, or is it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next week? <gasps> Who knows. <laughs> All right. Uh, my name is Tom, Nargai Tom. This is the Mandovision Podcast. I want to thank you all for taking the time to download, listen, share, support the show as best you can. We truly, truly love it and appreciate all your efforts. And uh, just you supporting the show means the world to me. You took the time to download and listen, uh, and I love you for it. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas if you're celebrating. Uh, if you're not celebrating, it's just another day. Uh, happy Saturday to you, right? It's going to be on a Saturday this year. So happy Saturday. 
and uh, just you know, have fun, have some cocoa, make maybe some mulled wine. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get, let's get nuts. All right, reach out to us. Remember, we're on social media at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter, Instagram. Email the show MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, you know, you know, you know what to do. You know, five star reviews, all that good stuff. We truly, truly appreciate it. We're on all your favorite platforms. If there's something we're not on, let me know. I'll make sure we get on there. Uh, but in the meantime, you all stay safe, stay great, stay awesome, take care of each other, uh, and and uh, don't be shy. Reach out to people who you haven't heard from in a while and say hi because it's that time of year, and uh, they they miss you. <laughs> and and everyone, we we all should be reaching out to each other, taking care of each other at this time of the time of the year. So let's keep on doing that. Let's stay good friends, and I will talk to you all soon. But you know, this podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession.